Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, formerly webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital. Oh, my friend. How was how was your camping trip, man? It was good, you know. It was um, I don't expect to relax anymore. That's good. I, I, I've lost all expectations to relax with kids. It's just go go go. <laughs> so but you know saying, what? It's fun. Are you saying you got to relax and didn't expect uh, it, or you just didn't get to relax like you expected? <laughs> I, there was a time where I used to go on camping trips and think, "Oh, this would be great. I'm going to get a chance to chill." Yeah, no. no they this do doesn't go- happen. They do go to sleep. If you just stay up later than them, you do get some time to yourself, I'm telling you. Yeah, but you're half comatose from working around them all day. <laughs> it's just not the same. And then you have to sneak into the tent and yeah, because we still have a tent. Oh dear God. You don't have they don't kids don't have their own tent? Man, you need to get them their own tent. Ah, they're too young. It, it'll happen. It'll happen. All right. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone uh, lately who have mentioned that they've been listening to the show. It's uh it's quite flattering and kind of weird to to hear about it. And obviously, we know people listen. It's just still surreal. So, anyways, yeah. we appreciate you. Thank you. We do appreciate it definitely. <laughs> so, we've got a few things today, including more Bing news. This is like, geez, Bing. buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, Bing news. <laughs> How often does Bing news happen? <laughs> but first, we're going to start with something really heady. So, I hope you got your brain. Uh, cranked on ours wasn't I, at least mine isn't I, I looked the damn thing i went oh well, that's way too much math well, but you, you know eric ing eric ing was a big part of this he's mr math so mm. <laughs> apparently his brother i'm assuming that's his brother is like renowned uh G, in gps logic and math and blah. 
anyway, <laughs> that's how I feel about it all. <laughs> Glad someone else can do it. Uh, but why don't you, you roll into this? I did read a bit of it, but I know you read more. So. Yeah, so Stone Temple, which is the company that Eric founded, recently did, an, uh, once again, did a study on are links important? So Moz did one recently, Search Metrics did one, and now Eric's company, Stone Temple, they've done yet another one. And the little, there's a little bit different results than the other ones. You know, Moz and Search Metrics both said, you know, hey, links are still important, pay attention to them. Um, Eric's study comes out and says, links are way more important than we think they are. Right. And I, I have some questions about it. There's a number of people who have questions about it. If you read the comments, there's some really good discussion going on in the comments. I mean, we'll link to this study on our, our uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on our um, community page, Google Plus. Um, but basically what they, what they came out and said is, yes, links are important, but they're even more important. They did the study. Lots and lots of math. If you're a math geek, you will love this article, like, like Ross said. I'm very technical. Um, the interesting thing that I really pulled out at the end um, is that while, yes, links are important, it doesn't take very many of them, according to this study, to have a big impact on a site ranking for a particular key phrase. Now, unfortunately, Eric didn't go into a lot of detail about the factors around the specific links that they created or, or counted towards these sites. So you don't know, um, you know how powerful the sites were the links were on, if they were anchor text specific. Uh, one of the commenters did ask were they no follow or follow, and he said, yes, they were all follow links. So, but that's the, that's the only real detail we got about the individual links. I will say that they have to be high quality because he, he they're showing things like um, a keyword with sixty or about fifty thousand. You know the search volume of, of what they're saying is fifty thousand. Again, we don't know where the search volume came from. Is that monthly? There's a lot of information missing here. But this search volume, one keyword search volume about fifty thousand, was ranking in position six with only three additional links, they moved to number one. So those have to be super high quality links to do something like that. And he's, they show a lot of these in this chart that, at the end of this article. Um, and, and he literally says in the article, there's hundreds of examples that they have of, of the same thing. So what really made me want to put this and talk about this on the show today, Ross, was that piece where quality links make a difference. Because they're just talking about quantity in this article and links are important, but it's really about, we've said this forever. It's about the quality of the links to a site and the standard kind of link building techniques that people are using these days. There is like no way you're going to create the quality links. You need to see these kind of results from six to one with three links for a high volume term. You can't do that with, with 90% of the types of link building that people are doing today just will not happen. Yeah. Well, for those that who are, and, and I 100% agree, Well, just for those who do want to hear the sort of an overview of the math, I am not reading what I understand here, by the way. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> reading what they've written. <laughs> I tell you, my math skills are a crap. But anyway, he, he said that the Moz and search metric studies are, you know, they showed vast, fairly significantly different results that, you know, links weren't as important, I mean, important, but not nearly as important as they, theirs turned out. He says the key, I'm quoting him here, the key to the Moz and search metric studies is understanding how the evaluations were done. They did the evaluation of each search engine result page on an individual basis and then took the mean of all the results. He says, I'll call this the mean of the individual correlations approach. 
<laughs> both these <laughs> that's where he starts losing me both these studies are also focused solely on commercial search terms now what did they do in theirs and again I'm reading here it says uh, we did a different type of calculation based on the quadratic mean the reason for doing this is that it leverages the square of the correlation variables <laughs> and i'll leave it there because that's just where <laughs> it's so gone like we said it's a pretty geeky article <laughs> oh yeah it's got the full-on math equations and all i mean it's probably very simplistic for anyone who knows who's, who's good at math but no I'll hire someone to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But again, my takeaway, we've said this, I've said this for a long time. We've said it on the show. If you listen for a long time, you've heard me say it over and over again. Links are important. The craft of link building as we know it today is useless. I mean, there 90% of the links that you build with the techniques people are using today have almost zero impact, in my opinion. There are definitely good quality links to be had and there are probably ways you can manipulate people into giving them to you but getting those links those high quality links makes the difference and most of those are going to come organically by good content and he did say at the end of the article you know when he summarized that while you know he said the two most important things is you have to have great content and then you have to market that content to get the links yeah, no easy feat. None of this is easy. If anything, just proves the good hard work pays off. And that's uh, something that Google has been pushing everyone to make happen anyway. I mean, they, they want this to be the case. And uh, the spammers are, are really losing out. There's not as many opportunities. I'm sure there's, there's still plenty for the, the real savvy ones, but it's much more difficult. And that's a good thing. Anyway, thanks for sharing that. Uh, now, we took quite a bit of time for that. So let's take a quick break. And we come back, we're going to jump into some Google AMP news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com.
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, John, I noticed that your signature doesn't say Advanced Digital anymore. It's Advanced Local. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm kind of hybrid of both now. I'm moving up to the Advanced Local company. We're just kind of reorging things the way they work, so it's not a big deal. So but, should I call you Advanced Local then instead of Advanced Digital? If you'd like, that'd be fine. I can update it. You know, we uh, want up- all of our listeners to know what's going on. Update away. <laughs> all right. So, Google AMP. Anyone who's made the change, you know, it, it wasn't extensive. If you used a platform such as WordPress, because in many cases there's plugins that can help you, but accelerated mobile pages, which is what we're talking about here, um, is a means to imp- provide a faster way to load content on your site for people who are using mobile phones and such. And Google rewards it to a degree. We just don't know exactly how much. At, at any rate, at this point, they released some news about it, and Barry Schwartz chimed in. First of all, there's three points here that Google announced. There was a 23% increase in mobile search users who returned within seven days. There was an 88% improvement in load time for AMP content versus traditional mobile web. And 1,000-plus articles the Washington Post publishes in AMP HTML Daily. Yeah, so um, the, case, the case study was based on the Washington Post. So that's what that they're talking yeah. about, the, the content that they use for the case study. Yeah, so he, he I, you know, I did read it, and I know you did too. But based on Barry's results, it's, it's a lot less uh, impressive. Now, that said, we're not talking an equivalent amount of traffic here. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. And it's really interesting to me that it actually seems like his AMP pages are not performing as well as his standard mobile pages from his site. And for those of you who know, Barry Schwartz runs the SEO Roundtable, which is an industry news site. So he is considered news. He shows up in news and the AMP pages, assumingly, are performing for him similar to the way they would perform in some other media type sites, right? So based on the past 30 days, he says 3.16% of the clicks for Google's reports for his site came from AMP articles. So only 3.1%, I'm reading from his thing here, yeah. so only 3.16% of the traffic to this site via AMP, that via AMP period. Compare that to mobile s- clicks to the site, 26.47% of clicks from Google to the site are mobile devices, devices, according to my data in Google Search Console. So 3.16% versus 26.47, it's but kind see- of... That, see that doesn't really that really doesn't mean a lot until you read the next next section when he talks about um, impressions, right? So, so for AMP versions of his articles, he had fifteen point three percent of his impressions were on AMP pages, right? So, fifteen point three percent of the impressions had three point one six click throughs. However, forty six point forty seven percent had uh, were for mobile impressions, right? And he had twenty six percent of clicks. So to me that says okay, almost half of his mobile impressions got some kind of clicks, but only a fifth of his amp pages got some kind of clicks, right? Mm. So that's not a pretty picture from comparing mobile to amp. Now the question I wonder I wonder my my amp knowledge could be fresher. I mean, I, I, we did a lot of studying at the beginning, but it's been a bit of time now. Doesn't amp include caching? I wonder how much of that data is See, being properly tracked. 
See, and, and well, you, you can track that stuff. There are ways to implement analytics directly into AMP that work, right? So as long as you set it up correctly, and I'm assuming Barry went through the process to set it up correctly, uh, you know, so it's, you're going to track everything fine in AMP. The thing that kind of, to me, shows that AMP kind of is, this is where it gets kind of weird for me, okay, is what AMP does is Do share. they preload the page in the search results, Right. So when you go, when you're on a mobile device and you search for a news topic and you get that AMP carousel, all of those AMP pages are preloaded into that carousel. What I don't know is do each of those preloads count as an impression, even if you haven't scrolled over to see the article in the carousel? How do those pre, do they count as a, I'm not sure what they count as. You know what I mean? And, you know, if someone clicks on that, why do they even need to click on that? Because you've loaded the whole page in the search results. Why would they click on it in the first place to go see the page again on the site, right? So I can understand there being less click-throughs. I can understand there being less clicks on the AMP version of the page because they're reading the whole thing right there in the search results. So it's 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 still a little wonky to me as far as how do you track the effectiveness of AMP. So while Barry's data is interesting, I don't think it shows the whole picture, just like I don't think Google's case study shows the whole picture either. Yeah, well, yeah, that was probably written by a PR team. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, I wonder how much they really know about that stuff. So, no. anyway, it was interesting. Thanks for adding that. Now, Mueller files. The Mueller <laughs> files. Got to do it right. What are we doing here? Okay, so <laughs> Google, don't worry about removing older contents. Now, I know you were having a field day with this one. I was. I couldn't wait to talk to you about this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, we're assuming we're going to take everything that this Google says as great assault as the word. Yes, which that's that's what you're basing yours on. But anyway, go on. So basically they say there's no ranking advantage to removing older content. People are pulling older content off their site or up um, because they, they're worried about the Panda effect. Is it lower quality? Is it impacting my whole site? Is my other content not performing as well? Because I have this old stuff on there. So people are removing old content to help improve their existing content. And Google's telling us that has no impact whatsoever. And I always said, and Ross and I have, have had this discussion a number of times um, on the show, I believe, that you know, as long as the old content is still relevant – leave it and if it's not relevant leave it and then put a link pointing to the relevant version of it somewhere else on your site right but if you don't have a relevant version on somewhere else on your site then write it create one but there's no reason to get rid of it yeah if everything is treated equal you're right i mean in our case i can use ours as a good example of one where it definitely needed to be removed we had content back to 2001 and dear god talking about yeah sure it was relevant and technically it's still relevant because it's about search engine optimization and search engines. There's nowhere to link to them necessarily. Oh, InfoSeq. Yeah, sure. We're, <laughs> we're going to link to a, a grave? Uh, I don't know. Did, did, <laughs> you do, did you do a review of InfoSeq? <laughs> there wasn't yeah, but, much to review. But, but, but you know, that, I'm not finished though. So it's it's there's that. But there's also the fact that, and this was the main issue, quite frankly, is it was all using, all the, all the links were broken. The content was in a different format, different templates. It was a nightmare to fix. So we're like, screw this, we're removing it. I mean, there's certain cases where I think older content can 
cause some credibility issues for your website. And so that, that, I would imagine, so, have some impact. So I will argue that that wasn't the content that you were removing. That was old, old branding, old design. And in some cases, it might be the content because the InfoSeq thing kind of makes sense. But it, And what you're saying is absolutely correct. I think sometimes you have to make that decision. Is it worth going back and fixing this piece of con- this page to make it look and feel like the rest of the site? Or should we just get rid of it, right? And in, in Especially when you case, know it's really not offering any value, per se. Right. But, it's, but I think in what you're describing is more you're getting rid of the page because it doesn't fit everything else, not necessarily because the content is bad. It was part of that. Yeah, the other part was the content was stinking old and had a ton of links. We were really, really good about linking. But my God, the amount of broken links we get in our broken links report was mind-boggling because <laughs> so many sites were gone. But yes. Yeah, you, and, and, and that's a good point. You do have to balance the amount of time and resources it takes to fix this stuff versus you know how much – What's the value of keeping it, right? But if it's if you don't have those kind of problems that Ross is describing, if it's in a standard, it's in the same look and feel as your existing site, doesn't have a lot of broken links, you know, even if it's slightly outdated and you have a more recent version of it, that same type of content, maybe you were talking about how to build a link farm, right? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, you know, do you delete that? I wouldn't. I'd, I'd put a new paragraph at the top of it says this is an outdated spammy technique click here to read the new you know what to do now so if someone is searching for how to build a link farm maybe you can help if you show up for that you can help them understand that this isn't what they should be doing instead of finding an article that teaches them how to build one and then they screw themselves right (laughs) (laughs) again and all that can take time we had thousands of articles so how much time are you going to spend exactly yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, so nothing is, as usual, nothing is clear cut. But I think that yep. uh, it, it is interesting, though, that there's no ranking advantage. Uh, the other thing we have, the one thing to consider, though, and is also crawl budget. Isn't, I mean, not that Google's going there a lot because they're not, because it's old, old content. But to a degree, I wonder. Eh, never mind. And the more I think about it, the more I think crawl budget's really only applicable to new stuff anyway. So. Yeah, unless you've got all that stuff in your XML files and you're trying to send the spiders to it on a regular basis. I mean, if it's not indexed, it doesn't matter anyway. And if you, if it's not indexed and you're trying to get it indexed, that's a whole different situation. Yeah. Okay, well, we better rock and roll here. I'm a bit short on time right. today. But uh, the next one is uh, short articles won't cause penalties. Penalties? Jeez, that's a strong <laughs> word. Yeah, that's exactly why I put this in here. There's this whole this whole article about Google has sh- short articles won't cause a penalty. No, they won't cause a penalty. <laughs> not at Very all. Very few things do. <laughs> yeah, but they may. You might not get ranked for them. <laughs> and yeah. I think it was Search Metrics that did did a study end of last year, maybe it was that they they do that study they do and one of the factors they look at at the ranking factors is how much content is on a page and they look at tens of thousands of of ranked pages and compare lots of factors about about each of those pages and they say okay all the ones that rank number one had this in common or this was different about them they looked and they took an average of the number of words on the first page, all the listings on the first page, the results of Google. This is the average. So there's going to be a lot less. There's going to be a lot more. But the average was just over a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so short articles 
they're not going to get penalized, but they may not rank either. So, yeah, so to quote uh, John, although it's always tough to quote him sometimes, but anyways, he says, so I really wouldn't focus so much on the length of your article, but rather making sure that you're actually providing something useful and compelling for the user. And sometimes that means a short article is fine. Sometimes that means a long article with lots of information is fine. <laughs> short article be very fine if nobody else is writing on that topic. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So, good. Thank you, John Mueller. You're always good for news. Now, some actual Bing news. Ooh, Bing. We need, a sound we need a sound effect for Bing. We do. The surprise. I think just it should be a, a crowd being really surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. So, this is interesting. Bing is doing well. The revenue in May hit $5.3 billion with 43% growth. Now, obviously, that always sounds really huge, and, and yes, of course, they're, that's good numbers. But it's to it's sort of break it down, right? So it says search advertising revenue, excluding traffic acquisition costs, grew sixteen percent. That's uh, that's pretty damn good. I mean, they are growing. Oh, yeah, uh, that's sixteen percent is a great number when you're you're at that level. <laughs> totally, totally. They're also seeing a 43% growth in search advertising revenue in the nine months ending March 31st. For thurf, geez, 31st. Anyway, <laughs> it's not, which is not far off YouTube's 50% growth rate. God, YouTube's amazing. Anyway, it's, it's good. I mean, it's it's not a Bing has never been something we completely yeah. ignore. It's just not something we completely love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good growth, but it's not Pokemon Go growth. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that's happened. Since that, can you believe it's, that has taken off so fast that that happened since our last show? I know. Mind it's, you, we missed last week, but still, that's crazy. It's amazing. Since our last show, Pokemon Go has more active users than Twitter, more engagement than Facebook, and earned nine billion dollars. That's just a nuts. Two weeks. Wow, I've really resisted it. I I I know I'm going to do it because I know well, my boy will love it. But it's just so hard. If if you're if you're a business that has a physical location that mm -hmm. people come and gather, like if you're a pizza place or a bookstore or some place where people could come in, and the longer they stay, the more they spend. One of those kind of businesses, Pokemon Gold is a. Pokemon Go is a because there was a Pokemon Gold too, so we'll go and talk about that separately. <laughs> <laughs> well, son, and if I, if my, I read something recently big. that McDonald's is actually going to be partnering up. Oh yeah, I'm I'm surprised a lot of businesses haven't. I read a case study about a pizza place. The guy spent a hundred dollars, got just under ninety hours of. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a, it's it's called a lure. So basically, you set up a lure, and Pokemon show up at your location, and so people show up to catch those Pokemon, right? And this guy spent a hundred dollars for just under ninety hours of lure time, right? He got over two hundred new customers over like three or four days that he spent those ninety some hours. That that's like fifty cents a customer from a marketing perspective. That's brilliant, brilliant spend. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really cool. If if anyone who was interested in marketing and outside of just our, our SEO here, go and read about some of the outside of the box ideas people are getting from this Pokemon Go. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And, it and really just, is a game changer. Yeah, and just the end of last week, they um, added the ability for businesses to request 
the ability to become one of those places where you can set up one of those lures, right? So businesses now can go in and request. It's called a pokey stop, I believe. Businesses can request to become a pokey stop, and then people can set up these lures, and it just drives business left and oh, right. God, it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's just amazing. Anyway, good for them. I'm so impressed. Uh, anyway, uh, augmented reality, I mean, I, I've been fascinated with it since it first came out, but this is the first time I've seen it gamed, and it's just genius. Anyway, yeah. let's jump into Bing Local. So Bing Local, uh, I've been dealing with uh, a rep over at Bing. He's been uh, a big, big help, but also uh, it's been a bit of a, a tragedy over the sort. <laughs> oh god it's painful they just don't read sometimes and they did something different and then they it it was about 20 emails over the course of a few months for one issue with one client pretty ridiculous anyway he's very happy things are fixed and he gave me some pointers here that i thought would be good to share now i originally asked him i says okay so because the listing that's been left for my client says that it was sourced from yelp do we change and update everything on Yelp or do we update everything within Bing Local? He says, right. Bing Local. He says, we also recommend that at least once every three months, even if without updates on your listings, so obviously English being a second language here, even if you don't make any updates to your, your listings, resubmit the information to ensure consistency of your listing information in Bing. Having done this, the system will determine that the information is up to date. Hence, it will be prioritized more than those listings that are unmanaged. So what that tells me is that even though you submit your information to Bing, it sounds like they, they may override that information with information they get other places so they're asking you to resubmit it to keep it updated which is scary actually well, okay so that's one way to look at it the other way i look at it is that just re- you're, you're not resubmit- resubmitting anything new you're just going in to prove that you are watching the listing same thing as google's done but now they're actually giving a bit of a reward you, you get prioritization for doing this so so define prioritization well yes well we're gonna have to see but yeah. Says, and also, he says, though we also recommend as a best practice to keep your information updated in Yelp, matching the information in your Bing Places account. Bing also aggregates business information from several third parties, including sites like Yelp, in cases where listings are unmanaged for a certain period of time. So if you leave it unmanaged, then they start looking at those more. Very interesting. I was That I is interesting. Yeah, it was a good email. Finally, out of all that, I <laughs> got something real interesting. So let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we got a couple questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., yeah, you get that? Local? Advanced local? I nice. gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you posted a question from Stephen. says, I'm trying to figure out the best approach for linking up my company's stock market listing with our corporate website so that the two are in some way linked in search results and people find the right information. Does anyone have any experience in how this is done and any tips? One source has told me that it's worth making sure our company's Wikipedia page is up to date with the correct stock market listing alias. We don't yet have a Wikipedia page, though, although there is one written, but we're finding it hard to get it approved. Interesting. I have no experience in this. I said it right off the top. No idea. What are you? What are you? <laughs> so, so I think I there's would, actually. Uh, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a couple things to discuss here. Wikipedia is separately, right? So let's first talk about this idea of linking up my company's stock market listing with our corporate website so that the two are some way linked in search results so people find the right information, right? So to me, I'm not sure what he's trying to accomplish here because if someone's going to either be searching for your company or they're going to be searching for your stock market listing, right? If they're searching for your stock market listing, there are hundreds of places that list that stuff that are probably going to outrank you for the that information you know your corporate website could show up for that but most likely they're going to go to a you know a service that's dedicated to stock market listings as opposed to just your company's site right um so i'm not sure what you're trying to accomplish here with that question question is that he wants to make sure that when his business shows up that this up between the two He's hoping to get some sort of ride some of the benefits of either one, either pass some of the benefit from his site onto the stock mm-hmm. or vice versa. The only thing I can think of, and I was trying to try to do a quick search on it, was is there any schema for adding a stock to your page? And it does right. – I do believe there is. It's called InStock. No, that's InStock. Never mind. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. Jeez, boy. That's all about business, or all about e-commerce you're, and stuff. You're, so. you're still recovering from your camping trip. I can. I know I am. I'm slow <laughs> right now. It's been a busy week. Okay, so but, and I what don't I was, see anything about stocks. I'll put it that well, way, but there might be something in there that I haven't seen in this quick search. And what I was thinking is maybe he's talking about the knowledge graph, and he wants his stock listings to show up for the business. When his business shows up in the knowledge graph, he wants his stocks listings there 
which is an interesting idea. Um, and I'm not sure how you would make that happen because it's really hard to control which data shows up in your profile for your knowledge graph listing. Something like the Wikipedia thing, Wikipedia thing could help that, making sure finding other companies that have their stocks listed in that knowledge graph and figuring out where that information is, making sure that your company is listed there and is connected, you know, connect link to that from your website could help you know, have that show up in your knowledge graph as well. It's interesting. You know, I'm sort of surprised. I'm, I'm looking here, and I, I'm going through actual schema.org. I'm surprised I don't see anything yet for adding. A, you'd think you could add your stock icon to, or you know, your stock symbol to your your schema, but I don't see it. Maybe there's something in JSON, but I see, mean, it's pretty. But at the same, connected. but the same, the same time, the stock information is highly regulated, right? So Google is probably going to pull that information verified sites that, that you know since all that information is so regulated they're not going to just pull it from random places on the internet they're going to get it from the places that that are dedicated to that information you know, oh i've got an idea the same as attribute that's what i would do in schema you can add a same as and link to your wikipedia page you can do the same as and link to your facebook page you can also do a same as i bet and link to your stock page on somewhere a very official perhaps there's a wikipedia for your stock Maybe not your business, but for that, maybe there's a, a more officious page talking about your stock. Do that. Try that. Yeah. That might be a way to connect the two. Yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. I would still ask the question, Stephen, about what you mean when you say some way LinkedIn search results, because that really would determine on – you're going to get better direction and advice if we can really narrow down what that means and what you're, what you're trying to accomplish. Great. Well, and uh, – yeah, I hope that helps, Stephen. We, we have another question here from uh, Giovanni, and uh, Giovanni, we're, we're thinking about it. It's a big question. <laughs> You've asked it's a, big it's, a, it's a very interesting question, so we wanted to take some time to make sure we gave it the, the due diligence that it needs. Yes, and, and you know, you, like you said, it's, uh, it's literally a million-dollar question, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, getting some feedback when we send over our wire transfer information. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some advice for you, Mm. Yeah, just, just, but you can send it all to, to Ross because I'm going to be leaving in his, his house after November anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, on that note, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on Cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 